keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs. These are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Boom! What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Robin. I'm creeping a reel. And can I just say I'm really happy that I have my phone like off to the side so I can see to make sure that everything's happening happening right? Because we just ran that intro and my computer's like, you don't get to see shit. And I'm like, <laughs> no, is it not happening? <laughs> Like, oh no, it's happening. No, man, I'm like, I'm like, look, look, Brian and I have been on the phone for like 20 minutes making sure that everything was gonna go off without a hitch and we were gonna be good. And then I was like, watch, now it's me that has the fuck up. <laughs> oh man. So I'm super stoked for this episode, man. The last three shows that we've had have been like jam-packed, fucking awesome. Um, if you've missed any of those, you need to go back and check those out. But uh this week. We're joined by fucking the man, the, the myth, fucking man, the myth, the legend. He's, he's in a fucking liquor closet right now. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I think. <laughs> I know the episode's about to be wild. The episode's going to be fucking amazing. So we're talking with Brian Potter from NARBC and the Chicago Reptile House. Let's get him in here. What's up, dude? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having Boom. me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Super excited to have you here, bro. Hell yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Hell yeah, man. I'm always looking so, at uh, and so <laughs> so tell the people what are you what are you sipping on, man? You can't be just in I there. Got a little right. Japanese whiskey here. Um is that uh was that one of the ones that was won at, at a previous Tinley auction? No, no, I never I've never won any good whiskey there that I can recall, to be honest with you. <laughs> um just a little something. I got a, like a kind of a show piece bar i mostly look at it i don't really i don't really drink in my house too often except if i do like a podcast or something yeah um, or like holidays but other than that i really don't drink here it's just like it looks really cool in my basement <laughs> hell yeah man i'm all about it uh okay so i think the only the one and only question that i i know i want to ask you is uh you know we get a lot of people that listen that that aren't necessarily like hardcore reptile people but sure. i think everybody knows about narbc they know about at least at least the tinley show um, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. So can you give us the, the simplest synopsis of what, what created NARBC? What, what got that to happen? Yeah. Um, quick story, Bob and I, I met Bob Ashley at actually Brian Hans. He had like what he called like his big breeders expo show once a year. Mm -hmm. And it was in Indy at a nice facility. And, you know, it was like more of an upscale show and Bob and I happened to both be there doing it and somehow hooked up that weekend, just talking and whatever. And said, hey, man, he was like, there's a show in North Carolina uh, next week. You want to go to it? And it was that one that's in, like, that Coliseum down there. Oh. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It was, like, in, like, a like a college, like, almost like a sports arena round. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we ended up doing that. And so, on the way driving there, I said, hey, see that dirt right over there? Because that was the field where the, where the convention center is. Mm -hmm. I said, they're starting to move Earth there. That's going to be a convention center. I said, we should put on a show that's, like, super fucking nice with skirted tables and pipe and drape and like what you see at other trade shows for other industries. You know, I said, mm -hmm. it's time somebody steps it up to just, you know, just class up the industry, you know? And I'm not saying that we were doing that, but I was like, nobody's either thought about it or nobody thought it was important. And I thought it was important to like show people a different view 
than what they maybe, you know, normally it's a VFW hall or some other shitty facility a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I said, hey, why not just have it where people come in like, wow, this is really nice. I mean, you know, the price of the animals, like you go, if you go to some dump and you look at the price of the animals, you're like, man, this is this really weird that I'm in this dumpy place with an eight foot unskirted table and there's a deli cup with a $13,000 ball python or whatever yep. it is. And I, I just wanted to change the whole thing. I was like, let's make it nice and classy. And we're, we're regular parents with kids want to come in and, 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 and come into it a totally different way than what maybe was going on at the time. And he's like, I'm down for that. And so we drove all the way to North Carolina, just kind of talking about what we would do and, and who we'll call. And we sort of knew we can put the call out to like friends. Right. So we called yeah. Mark Bell, Peter call, um, Don Hamper, Brian Barczyk, um, God, off, off the top of my head. But anyway, we call all these guys and they're like, yeah, we're in for sure, you know? So as soon as we started putting the word out and we got to North Carolina, we started saying, hey, we're having the show and it's coming up like in a year and it was like a year and two months away. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it started. That was like the very, like, that's the very beginning of what we did. You know, that's how it came to be as, as far as that goes. Hell yeah, man. That's, that's so exciting to me because, I mean, first of all, the, having the vision for that before the convention center, mm -hmm. center was even built. I mean, fucking a, you know, but, uh, but yeah, taking it to that next level. Like I remember going to my first Tinley and just being like, holy shit. Like every other reptile show I've ever been to is a fucking lie. Yeah. There's carpet and pipe and drape <laughs> and you know, the, the, the place is beautiful. It was brand new at the time. It was attached yeah. to the hotel. So you didn't have to leave once you got there, there was a restaurant and a bar there. It was like, that was all part of like what had to be a part of it to, for the vision of what, what we wanted to, to create, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it just it makes that experience that much better. You know, I mean, I, you're you're absolutely right. Like having it all decked out like that, that's the fucking way to go about it and make it make it even more memorable. You know, and, and I know a bunch of people always talk about it. You know, it feels like feels like it's the family reunion show. Yeah. You know, totally it, together, you know, so yeah, I always look forward to it. I know we're we're looking forward to it uh, to the Timmy show. It's October. It's going to be a fucking blast. Yeah, it's always the second weekend. I always tell everybody, for ease of remembering for people, it's the second weekend of October, even if Sunday is the first. You know what I'm saying? It's always the second weekend. And it's booked out for like 15 years, so it'll always be that weekend. <laughs> oh, <fuck> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's one thing that always happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so that's, that's the formality question. Now sure. – <laughs> that's totally the formality question i have to ask just my own personal pleasure and if rob wants to jump in and throw other questions in that's totally fine but i need to know because everybody's got one and i know barchek's introduced it the same way but your best fucking pete call story man probably the best one i've ever had is so i did a deal with paul miles who used to be pete's neighbor mm -hmm. back at the old house not the not the log mansion the one before that um, yep. was, uh, Man was it Manor Road? I think, yeah, I think so, yeah. So Pete and I, I did a deal with Paul Miles for some veiled chameleons. And it was like, it was a really fucked up deal. Like the chameleons came and we mailed a check just on time. Like it was just like, you know, it was not a big deal. It was maybe a thousand dollar deal or 750, something stupid. Like that it wasn't a big deal or anything. Mm -hmm. And we mailed him a check. Well, three days later, he doesn't have the check. And he's like calling us up going fucking crazy about not having the check. And he was supposed to go to the beach with his family and, I fucking needed the money and i'm like 
I don't even know this guy, right? But I'm like, and I was newer in the business and stuff. But like his attitude, I was like, dude, fucking calm down. It was like, I mailed yeah. you the check. I like, I'm an honorable guy. If I tell you I mailed the check, the fucking check's in the mail, man. And yeah. so we had this bad deal, whatever. Fucking check ended up getting there, just like I said, but whatever. So that was the end of him, pretty much. I was just like, what a dick. And so <laughs> I end up doing a deal with Pete years later for like seven albino boas and some other shit. It was like 50 grand, you know? Mm-hmm. And we flew out there with, uh, I think we brought, yeah, we brought cash. We brought 50,000 in cash out to him. We flew out there. That was yeah. pre 9 11 and all that bullshit. So, <laughs> so we flew out there, gave him the, the 50 grand. We, of course, Pete takes us to Bateman's to, you know, his mom is there and Pete's <laughs> there. And uh, at the time, Mike Gully worked for him. Mm. Mike was there. And so we hand him the cash, we get the snakes, we pick them out, we're looking at them. We're, Fucking everybody's excited. We got snakes. He's excited. He's got 50,000. Yeah. Let's go to Bateman's. And so we're like, all right, whatever, you know. And the deal was we flew in that day and we flew home that night. It was like in and out. Yeah. So we go to Bateman's and we're doing these shots of, uh, it was Jaeger. Oh, God. And they give it to you in like a glass like this. Yeah. Cool. And I'm like, this ain't a fucking shot of Jaeger, bro. This is two, two drinks of Jaeger. Yeah. So everybody's doing it, man. We're just putting them down and putting them down. And so we got really fucked up. So we get out of there with our boas, get on the plane, and we get home and everything. And then a few weeks later, Pete's like, dude, come back out and hang out, man. Just come out, stay in my place, hang out. So I go back out there, and then the, the Paul Miles incident gets brought up. And now they were partners, right, mm-hmm. back in the day, and they had a bad falling out. So I bring up this dude's name. I'm like, guy's a fucking asshole. He goes, dude, he lives right fucking there. And he points across the yard. He's like, that's his fucking house. Pete and I are getting fucked up, drinking, hanging out. We get in his, he had a Ford Explorer at the time. We end up going outside, getting in his Ford Explorer. And we're like off-roading through his property in this truck, man. Like fucking, I mean, crazy. He's driving. I'm holding on for dear life. Middle of the night. We end up in Paul's yard. We do a whole shitload of donuts. Jesus. A ton of donuts in Paul's yard. Fucking tear that shit all up. Come back to his house. He's got a fucking pistol out. He's shooting over towards Paul's house. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh, fuck, this dude's nuts. We go back in the house. He, He dials Paul's number. I'm like, fuck you, asshole. And we hang up the phone. We're like little kids crank calling the guy. So stupid, man. Like so, like so stupid. Just so stupid. Anyway, night night just ends like that. We go to bed. There's no cops. No nothing happens like that. The next day we go to Bateman's before I leave to fly home. Mm-hmm. Cops come in the bar, grab Pete up. Oh, all shit. about last night, you know. <laughs> so he gets a court date and all that shit. I go home. He goes into court. They're like. He blames it all on me. I was driving. I did everything. Oh, my God. And then I never heard about it after that. (laughs) Next time I go back to Pete's house, I go inside the basement. Paul Miles standing right there. Oh. (laughs) I'm like, fucking could. He goes, yeah, I think I got this guy on my answering machine. Because we were, like, leaving him fucking crank calls on his answering machine. (laughs) And I'm like, like, fucking 50 shades of red. Like, so fucking embarrassed, man. All these, like, look at him like. Dude, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I'm like, but he was driving the car, just so you know. <laughs> just so crazy. Paul Miles, right? I got the name right, right? It was yeah. Paul Miles. Yeah. 
Yeah, Paul Miles. One other time I told the story and I had the wrong name, but it was, yeah, Paul's ex-partner, Paul Miles, was neighbor. Fucking crazy, man. Jesus. Oh, yeah. uh, Rip, man. And, and now you have a worn out for your arrest in that state. Yeah, I probably <laughs> should stay out of there. Who knows? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think one of my, my most... Most impressive drunk Pete story had to be uh, Kev and I are at his place and, you know, he's just gone. And Kev, you know, Kevin, he doesn't drink for shit. You know, he's like one beer and he's like, all right, I feel weird. And he's done, you know, and uh, Pete's Pete, like, can't even walk. So we've got him on a fucking Rubbermaid cart, one of those little workstation yeah. carts or whatever. And he's like, I want to see some boas. So, <laughs> so we're pushing him down this aisle. Dude, he opens an FB90 drawer, and this boa just fucking launches at his face. And he dodges it slow-mo like the fucking Matrix, and we're like, that's not real. Yeah, he can handle some shit, right? Him and Kevin both can handle some crazy shit. Oh, dude. So he's, like, dodging these fucking things. Then he just, like, grabs the snake, pulls it up, throws it around his neck, and he's like, stop that, you silly bitch. (laughs) Yeah, he's a trip, man. Dude. I remember he brought his kids to one of the when we were in we used, we we did a show a couple times at Valley Forge, mm-hmm. and I think that's where we auctioned his kid off. <laughs> we had his kid up on the stage. I was like, "He's head for alcoholic." I said, "Drug addict." <laughs> I was like, "You know Pete's brother?" I said, "He's head for homosexual." It was it was it was pre pre two thousand, so it was like you could say all this. Uh, you you know. could say all this. <laughs> it was back when humor was humor, and you went, you know, it was like just being stupid, you know. Yeah. And, uh, oh, oh my god, man, it was brutal. <laughs> he calls me maybe a couple months ago. He's got the kid, the kids there, you know, and he's yeah. like, well, "Brian tried to auction you off." I'm like, "No, Petey was like five. He doesn't." <laughs> <laughs> he's oh. like, that explains so much about why I've turned out the way I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pizza, oh my trip, God. man! But he's got a heart of gold, man. He'll call you up, man, oh, yeah. bro. I miss you, bro. I love you, man. I miss you, blah blah blah. I mean, he's got. There's two sides of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two- Dude, I'll go as far to say as there, there's three. Yeah. There's like sober Pete, drunk Pete, but then there's drunk on Jaeger Pete, and that's yeah, that's next level. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I I gave up on him for a long time. Didn't go out. There. I've never been to the log mansion. I never went out there. I was like, you get. I would visit it, but I would not stay there because once you stay there, you're stuck there all night long with him. Yeah. And I didn't want to ever be stuck there with him ever. <laughs> Too much. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Kevin and I spent a few nights over at, at the log. The log cabin. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Some good times. It's It's really... It's really fun to uh, to watch Kevin and Pete together, especially after Pete's had a few. Because Kevin, you know, like I said, Kevin's like one drink, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm I'm very much done." Yeah, and Pete turns into like thinking he's you know Mike Tyson. Yeah, <laughs> so that's always bad. I always told Pete, I was like, "Pete, you need to calm down. I'm gonna fucking knock your teeth out." I'm like, "Calm down, bro." Like, and he starts getting all, ah, ah, you know, just, you know, gets yeah. up behind you. And... <laughs> oh my gosh. I just want to take a quick second to hit up some super chats. Natalie's Reptiles love the t-shirt, Brian. Michigan love. Michigan, I got nothing but love for Michigan. That's where I spend a lot of my off time. I'm up in Saugatuck and uh, Traverse City and all through that. Love Michigan, man. Love Michigan. Oh, yeah. 
Hell yeah. And then we got uh, the Bionic Benny. <clears throat> I'll be at Tinley and Animal Con. I can't wait. Jeremy, do I need to pay to see you at Animal Con? And do you normally see amputees at Tinley? So, Brian, do you normally see amputees at Tinley? Amputees? Yeah. Do I see them? Yeah. <laughs> at Tinley. And it's like they strip for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> like just my strippers. I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, like military amputee. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember the context. I'm, I'll bet I'm, you this time when I see one, I'll fucking make sure I remember. Yeah, that's true. I'll be like, that's true. Were you on the podcast? Yeah. I'll ask, hopefully there's only one there and that way I'll be right. Cause I'll be like, we on the podcast because I'm looking for like an amputee from the podcast. <laughs> Jeremy, you need to look at the next comment. That's that's great <laughs> from Mike Stefani. Oh my god! This, oh. this what's uh, Mike got? Mike, and Kenny, me, you, and Sean Bradley can have a wheelchair race. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's please. That's gold. Please, That's Brian, cool. if this is going to happen at Tinley, there needs to be a designated lane for this to happen. <laughs> if, if we had amputee, like some type of amputee, like wheelchair races in front of Tinley, I would be out there and be like, yeah, I'm not even surprised by this. <laughs> None of this surprises me. Oh, my God. Oh, that, is, that is freaking amazing. Okay, so so to follow up the crazy Pete call story, give we, we got to know a crazy Kevin story because, you know, I, I don't know how much you pay attention to the craziness of social media, but obviously Kevin's been, you know, thrown into a, a microscopic or a microscope, you know, uh, for quite a while. Kevin's got a good up. ability to step in piles of shit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, he, I'm not like, yeah, he brings it on himself. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, he does like there's just shit that he does that he's like, hey, fuck you. This is how I feel about this. I'm okay with it. Like I, you know, I'm sure he knows that it's not going to be, it's not going to go well. Yeah. uh, He does it. And, uh, you know, Kev's a smart guy, man. Like if you don't know Kevin, a lot of people think he's like, you know, hard, heavy metal, long hair rocker, just like flying from the seat of his pants. (laughs) And while that may be true, he also backs it up with a really, 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 really ginormous, intelligent brain. Yeah. He's a smart cat, man. Like, I always said Kevin would have taken over the world if he had a business partner that didn't yeah. care about animals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that just love numbers. Like, and I'm not going to say I'm that guy, but I'm not real. I don't want, I don't want this to come out wrong. I'm not real far off of that. Like I'm more of a business guy than an animal guy. Mm-hmm. Dead honest. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't love animals. Doesn't mean I don't love the reptiles and love what I do. I, I do. But like, Kevin is the opposite of that. Like he wants nothing to do with the numbers, nothing to do with the books. Mm-hmm. He wants to just be the animal guy. Yeah. Like, Kevin needs a guy like that to partner with and he would take over the world. Yeah, for sure. But he yeah. never had that. He never has that part of the business down. That's not a knock on Kevin at all. Right. right. Not at all. Um, but I think if he did, he'd be scary in business. Like if you let's say him and Josh from Josh's Frogs partnered, let's just say that. Oh, gee, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have a monster that nobody could deal with. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Josh is a pretty incredible business guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's my take on Kevin. <laughs> and he and he has stupid dream of being a rock star, and this shit's horrible. 
<laughs> Dude, you know he's got guitars hiding in his ceiling, right? Probably. That's where they should stay because he can't. <laughs> Kevin can shred on a fucking guitar, man. Oh my god! I said to Kerry King one time, I was like, "Bro, do you guys have like just one song? It just seems like there's one song." <laughs> that's that's fair because I don't really listen to Slayer. I said, but, I said straight up, I go to Kerry. I go, "Is there more than one song, or is that like one song the whole concert?" One long song. I will say, when we hung out with Carrie uh, backstage after the show, we did not talk about music at all. We just talked about, like, basins and diamond pythons and carpets I, and shit. I can't talk about music with them because I don't know any of it, really. I know <laughs> Rain and Blood now. I, I know that one. <laughs> That's the one I actually, on for forever. Right? There's a few songs like, I'm like, yeah, I love it. You know, I get, I get into it. But overall, we're, we're driving in my car one day, and Carrie and I are driving along, and all of a sudden, Def Leppard comes on. And I'm like, oh, man, I fucking love Def Leppard. And Carrie looks over and goes, of course you do. <laughs> Straight face just goes, of course you do. Bruh. I'm like, I think that was a rip, but I don't give a fuck. It's Def Leppard's off. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say right here to the world, so is Nickelback. Oh, no. People oh. that can't admit that, they're just closet liars. They're liars. Oh. They're so, liars. Brian, have, have you heard of a band called Steel Panther? I, ah, you know who turned me on Steel Panther, right? Kevin. Of course. <laughs> of course. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> I would get, like, late-night texts from him, like, bro, check this out. And it was, like, Steel Panther songs. Yep. <laughs> so crazy. That's the M.O., man. <laughs> yep. Dude, I always know if I'm getting a text from Kevin, like, that's past 10 p.m., it's going to be something obnoxious. Something obnoxious. you got to check this out. Dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> and it's a 50-50 shot because it's like it either actually is or it is to Kevin. Yeah, most of it is to Kevin. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's stuff that I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, go to sleep. <laughs> like, I'm an hour behind you. It's like, you should be sleeping because I'm sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. I, 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 I remember waking you know, that, up one morning. That's what I love about all of this, man, is, like, the relationships and the, you know, like, I'm 51 now, so a lot of times I catch myself looking backwards, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're younger, all I do is look forwards, right? All you do is look forwards. I want a yacht. I want this. I want that. I want a big eye. Whatever it is you want. You know, it's all about stuff you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm you know, 51 now. My daughter's just turned 26. She's off doing her own thing now and doing good. And now I look back a lot, you know? And. I look back at all the guys I met, man, in this industry and uh, to be able to call like all the top dogs, my friends that like, you know, I can call them up and just bullshit and not about reptiles, mostly about like life and just other stuff and what's going on. It's just awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. It's, it's so crazy too, because, you know, I, I haven't been around as long, um, but I, I definitely, have uh, been able to meet a lot of those people who I looked up to when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's just like so strange to me because like you get these people like Kevin, uh, you get people, I met Kathy and love and Bill love sure. and um, Legends. Uh, Keith McPeak and you know, all these people who I like really looked up to who did all these incredible things for the hobby. Yep. And uh, it's so strange because like, you know, Keith will shoot me a text sometimes and I'm like, dude, this is, it just blows my mind. You know, with being so into like bloods and short tails, and then having Keith, you know, message me, it's like, bro, it's just, it's so, it's like mind blowing. It is, yeah, totally. I like that's that's. I, I think the same way. You know, Mark and Kim. I was just with Mark and Kim Bell, and yep. 
a few weeks mm-hmm. back and like you know we don't talk reptiles the whole time i'm there like not even not even one time like it never comes up really mm-hmm. mostly yeah. it's just stuff you know we talked of course we talked about some of the florida stuff so i can't say it was nothing about reptiles but it was it was popular yeah. not politics but it was the politics of reptiles i guess you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 what's going on in florida and the the possible effects is if that thing passes what people need to realize is that if that passes in florida and they ban all that shit in florida that's a big victory for animal rights and they'll move mm-hmm. to the the next you know that's that would take out mark bell and john layman yeah, sorry, Mike, Mike Lehman. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah, the two the two big wholesalers. They would immediately then turn their sights on Ohio, where John Mack is, and they would have the mm-hmm. top three wholesalers in the country. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, people need to realize that you know, that's 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 what you know, that's what we're fighting. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I and I think that's also a solid segue. <clears throat> First of all, to do two things. One, tell people if you're not already supporting US Arc, make sure you're going to check out US Arc. Uh, and be in the know us arc and us arc florida um and a massive kudos to to you brian and your entire team for involving us arc and and the the scale that you do you know from the auctions and 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 just everything else the promotion and everything um you know because and i mean you know the auctions are huge it's where we raise some of the biggest numbers. The amount you yeah. know and that goes out to all the vendors and the the Mostly vendors and and the, and the attendees that come and, and bid on on items as well. Yeah, um, I mean we've raised fuck. It's got to be. I'm sure it's over two million at this point, easily. Yeah. Um, and that's just uh, you know, it's, that's not me. That's us. You know, that's the whole. That's the whole. All the attendees, all the vendors, everybody. I mean, it's just it's it's incredible to see as well as not just US Arc, but obviously that's super crazy important. But um, there's been you know uh other things you know other people that have been in need and that we've stepped up as an industry at the auctions to really help and yeah the auctions are you know my parents are there always at that you know my dad's getting a little older now so i'm hoping he's gonna make it but he the last couple he hasn't um but you know my parents are there and they're like ultimately proud of me i think for the what we do collectively it's not me i I never want people to think i think it's me it's not me it's we're just all in that thing together and everybody you know come together to like raise money and and it's 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 incredible. I hear the dollar figures sometimes, and I'm just like blown away, you know. Oh yeah, man. I think I think those those are probably my favorite parts of Sundays, is is catching that that dollar amount that was raised, you know, the night before. Yeah, you know, it really is amazing, and and yeah. says a lot, you know. And I mean, yeah, and and even <clears throat> to go a step further, to that is is watching the industry come together to help their own. Uh, you know, like I remember the uh, the benefit uh, for Joe Hub. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean like that that was another big one, you know. Sure was. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to I, I was funny the minute a second ago when I was talking to you, I was I almost mentioned it and I started to well up a little bit and I I back yeah, up. yeah that's the one. Yeah. Yep, a hundred percent. Like yeah, it was a rough that was a that was a tearjerker with my parents and like you know, it's just it's just awesome, man. It's like that's the stuff in life that like I look back on and I'll never forget that night. I'll never yeah. forget that night. Looking out at the crowd and just there's so many things from that night that I remember specific moments of that night when it went down. That was just incredible. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Those are the things that to me make, make the industry, make the hobby, make the community. Yeah. Fucking badass. Yeah. You know, the animals are great, but having a community like that, that's, that's fucking awesome. Yep. Right there with him. That one. Hell yeah. (laughs) That's the thing people got to realize like, you know, and, and if you if you could send spend five dollars a month, even just send them five bucks a month, 
Whatever you can do, it means something. There's so many people out there, and you all know who you are, that have sent nothing. And you claim or think you're a big part of the industry or that you love the industry, that you, you know, that you love your animals and all that. And if you really do that, and if that's really how you feel, you know, skip Starbucks once a month and send that money into USR because it matters. It's like, um, I think the bill last month in Florida for USR was around 275 grand mm-hmm. last month. Sheesh. Yeah, last mm-hmm. month. Let that one sink in. Last month. Just for US Arc Florida, not US Arc, just US Arc Florida. Right. Yeah, it's freaking it's freaking crazy to think about. You know, I mean, the, I, I've been super frustrated recently seeing the 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 random folks that have kind of jumped on the uh, anti US Arc assault. We won't name him, but the little fuck weasel. Yeah, <laughs> I know what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, it's it's super frustrating because you know that that just plants a seed, you know, to those that are are stupid enough to follow it. You know, and then uh, our, ball liquor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it just makes our job that much harder, you know, as we're trying to push and like Kevin and I have done, to, done a bunch of live streams on Instagram trying to push and stuff. And, you know, all people ever seem to care about is the drama aspect and like they totally miss the bigger picture. And that's, yeah. that's fucking frustrating, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, there was problems, you know, like there was problems with US Arc early on. There was, there was some issues and things went down. Yeah. Nobody's happy about it. It was a, uh, it was costly to us arc for all of that, but it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Like we need to just like regroup and move forward. I mean, that's yeah. That's and at this point, a lot of these people who are hearing about us arc now didn't even know about us arc when all that crap went down. Like they don't know who Andrew White is. And it's like, bro, like, why are you getting involved with stuff that has yeah. nothing to do with what's going on right now? I mean, yeah, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's uh, without us arc, if that, if that meeting in Chicago didn't happen, that that you know that we called and uh, got everyone together. We lost Brian. It was Bob, actually. Um, oh, you got so, a phone call. <laughs> so, if, if that didn't happen today, we wouldn't even be we industry would be done. If there was no U.S. Arc, there'd be no reptile industry right now. It'd already be done and over. Yeah. The that's, amount of bills, the amount of bills that come down on a weekly basis, would mind-boggle people if they knew what we have to fight every single week from you from uh, animal rights. It's unbelievable. Yep, a hundred percent. Yeah, I I talk to I talk to Phil pretty frequently, and every single time, by the time I get off the phone with him, I'm like, "Where's the gray hair? I think I got oh, hair pop up." You know? Yeah. You know, outside of Illinois, people probably don't even realize you can't legally buy a dog in California anymore. You have to adopt one only. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't even know that. Holy you shit. Can't buy a dog. You can't buy a dog at a pet store anymore in California. You can adopt one. And guess where the, a lot of the adoption places get the dogs from? Because now the adoption places are selling you the leash and the collar mm-hmm. and the bed and all the stuff. The same puppy mills in China and everywhere else that everybody else used to get them from that they used against them to shut them down. Mm-hmm. people would be mind blown if they had all the facts it's, it's just so crazy yeah man oh god oh man yeah fucking support us arc just just do it luckily i'm looking at all the names of people that are in the chat thank you guys for everybody that's here in the chat hanging with us we appreciate it and look everybody here knows knows what us arc is and and what they do yep. for us so good, good. spread spread the freaking word we need yep. we need all the help every 
terrible bearded dragon mom that you know needs to know about the U.S. arc. <laughs> it's sad but true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break and run our sponsor ad, and then we'll be back in two minutes. Black Box Cages, located in Buford, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs. Owners Jen and Clint are at the helm of this fantastic company. With one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing, Black Box can satisfy anyone's needs. From baby racks to V70s, arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep-fronted bioactive enclosures. You can find everything you need right here. New enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability, so be sure to check back often. Black box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating. Along with that, cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels, and all cage joints are datoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat-packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro, XC18, XT3, BioG, and 3-Stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CVSC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to juvenile or sub-adult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. Don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. To learn more about Black Fox Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Cages, and of course their website www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description. Bam. All right, guys, you know the deal. Go check out Black Box Cages. Uh, I actually just got a notification that uh, they've got some new stuff that's going to be on their website uh, in the coming uh, week, I believe. So go check out some of the new products that they're going to have available and uh, go get yourself a nice new cage. Go do that. Um, bam. So NARBC, I think, is probably the most iconic show uh, to, to date. You know, I mean, of, of course, obviously, there's the Daytona show, you know, the NRB. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, everybody knows about it. It's got such a long-standing history. But, uh, you know, when I think about reptile shows, if I think about when I was coming up, Tinley was like, holy shit. Like, this is the show you got to go to. It's where everybody's got going to be, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think that's, you know, anybody who's listening that's never been to uh, an NARB show, you gotta go. You've got to make the trip. Whether it's mm-hmm. it's Arlington, Schaumburg, you know, which is the, a newer show. Um, you guys are also in St. Louis, right? Yeah, we're uh, right outside of St. Louis and St. Charles, so it's like you know, twenty minutes outside the city. Um, yeah. that's a beautiful venue. The hotel's great. It's like a do- uh, like one hundred twenty nine bucks a night for a hotel room. You get a couple free beers at night. I think they open it up to like an hour of free beers now, and oh. you get free breakfast in the morning. It's a hotel. Same thing with Tinley. It's attached to the convention center. It's a nice regional show that's uh, – we had our second oh, – second? I think our second show was the last one. Um, was, mm-hmm. was strong. It was strong. It was uh, for – it was good. Like, like both, 
Both of the new shows, Schaumburg and St. Charles, are coming around. Sometimes I'll get a, a friend of mine who's like, oh, it's different than Tinley. I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. That's 21 <laughs> years, you know, 21 yeah. years of shows. Of course it's different. Um, yeah. But they're coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are anywhere near any of those locations, you, you got to go and, and experience that. I mean, the, the quality of show that you go to experience is, is phenomenal. You know, Ar- and, uh, Arlington is a really good, solid, smaller show. Really yep. a rock star little show, though. Really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was supposed to be out in Arlington this in February, and due to some personal matters, couldn't make it out. So I'm hoping to make it. Uh, the next one's in uh, in September. September, September? yeah, September. September. We're always out there. September and February is our Arlington dates. Heck yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I can make it out for the September show because I, I was bummed I missed it in February. Are you gonna say something, Rob? Oh no, just that I really want to make it out to the Arlington show. That's one that's been on my radar for like the last two or three years where I've been like trying to do it. And then every time something pops up where I. I yeah, you guys should come it. out and like uh, do a show, you know, live from the show or something and it'd be great. That'd be freaking yeah. awesome. That'd be freaking awesome. Hell yeah. That's like the Texas mafia out there. You know, you got JT and <laughs> Brizzy and, you know, all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so. Tinley, 21 years of history. What's what's been some of the some of the highlights um, out, outside of the auction and, and, and some of the stuff that we just talked about? What's been some of the high the sh- maybe Shanigan highlights? <laughs> you know, it's funny we talk about it. You know, back in the day when the first show first kicked off, Thursday night we had a limo and we were hitting you know a fat dinner and then we were hitting strip clubs and then dance clubs and like. It was like guys, you know, it was the, all the guys and girlfriends and wives or whatever. We'd all pile in and do that. Shit. Now Thursday night at like 11.15, we're all sleeping. <laughs> totally different nowadays, man. Totally different. So funny. Oh, man. It's just That's a different awful. world. You know, everybody's getting older. It's just crazy. You know, guys like Don Hamper, you know, came and went. You know what I mean? Yeah. Legends. You know, the guy's yeah. a legend. I mean, yeah. you know. You know what? I was, I was mad that I missed – uh, it was, I don't know if it was the, the March Tinley or if it was the October Tinley. Uh, Greg Maxwell was there. And I was what? like, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And I had no idea until somebody posted a photo with him and the, and the book, of course. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. A legend was in the fucking building, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, Don Hamper, for all of the Tinley auctions, Kevin, we'd be, we'd be pointing at, oh, Don Hamper, 2,500. You know, he, he's just sitting there like, what the fuck? What? What? <laughs> you know, we'd always get him off the hook, but it was just, it was a part of the auction that like everybody knew about. It was just, Don was just such a fucking good dude, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a story about Don, just a quick one, just like, kind of funny is he gets one day, uh, some fishing game guy is like, well, yeah, you know, he's, he's reading the right act over something. He's like, well, you see here in the book, the picture right here, blah, blah, blah. Don goes, yeah, you see right below that picture where it says photo credit, Don Amper. Don Amper. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the real OG shit right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that guy's awesome. You know, Robbie still comes to the show. Shay still comes to the show. But uh, Miss Don, man, he was, you know, that that's a legend right there. I mean, yeah, that's a real legend. People throw that shit around, but, like, you know, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. I mean, it's one of the things that like, I I think for Rob and I, you know, coming up when we did, you know, 
guys like Kevin and, and Barcheck were, were some of the guys that we were looking to, you know, and, uh, and Keith McPeak and, and all those guys, but, uh, there's a generation prior for them. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Those guys looked at those guys, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. Barcheck and Mark Bell and Eugene Bissett uh, and call and all these guys looked at those other guys, you know? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And Dick it's, Gergen. yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, it was uh, Gary Sipperly, like yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 like all all those guys, man. It's so it's crazy because like we we all revere you know the second generation. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You know, the well, the second gen- so the second generation made it a business. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like the the second generation was like, hey, fuckers, look at how much money you could make if you were smart. Look at this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Pete Call rolled in and was like took those albino boas from a bunch of genius motherfuckers, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And was like, you poor fucks, watch this. <laughs> like, I think I gave, him, I gave him 50 grand. That was probably more than all those guys made on all those boas the whole time. Yeah. Yep. You know, it was, it was just a different thing. It was like, it, it, it's funny, like that whole first generation, like they didn't make any money, really. You know what I mean? They didn't, I, and I don't know what happened, but you can clearly see that there was like, there was the generation that like set all the tone for breeding everything and setting stuff up and starting to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then the next generation comes in and like says, let's Walmart this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's make rack systems and fill fucking buildings. And, you know, Mark Bell shows up on the scene and fucking goes crazy. Easy. Yeah. It just goes yeah. crazy. You know, um, I don't know where Eugene the set falls and he's sort of both. Right. He's sort of mm-hmm. like an OG, but then yeah. he also set it up. You know, I remember Eugene saying one time, he's like, I look at Burmese pythons like cows. He goes, I don't give a fuck if you want to make belts out of them. You want to eat them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. He goes, I'm a farmer. I farm Burmese pythons. Yep. yep. Yeah. He said that on, uh, on really Python radio. while uh, It's probably a long time ago now. Yeah, I heard, I, I mean, He said it right to me one time. And I was like, wow. You know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Way to look at it. Certainly. Yep. Yeah, he you know, and then the, I know there's people out there. Oh, that's horrible. It's like it's really not though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you look at you know if if to go along what he's saying, you know, if people are eating them or making you know uh, excess, he didn't care. He'll make another ten thousand of them the next year. Right. Exactly. Do what you want. You know what I mean? But in a captive breeding setup, you know, where they're well maintained, they're taking care of all compared to what's happening overseas, they're literally getting like beaten with metal poles to be knocked out. So here's yeah, so here's the deal. Look at Florida. All of these guys that are on these commissions that want to put the reptile industry out mm-hmm. also are developers who are completely crushing habitat for all mm-hmm. these animals that yeah. live there and have always lived there and now are very hard to find there. Because of development, mm-hmm. not the reptile industry. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I literally, I was just talking with somebody yesterday who who posted some content about having found a, a berm in Florida, and and you know they were all hyped and oh we you know we found whatever, and uh, you know they made the comment about the pet trade being being yeah. this thing, and I I reached out to him and I was like man you know it's so you know it's great you guys are out there helping remove the problem species yeah oh, it needs to be done fine I was like but I I'm pissed that the only part of the problem you you talked about was the pet trade you didn't talk about anything else and he's like well what do you mean and i'm like we didn't talk about how the fact that you have a whole team of commissioners out there that are land developers 
that are literally just bulldozing go for tortoise burrows going to destroy breeding yeah. habitat and they're like wait they're land developers and i'm yeah. like what the fuck man like yeah. this, where have you been? a little bit of research yeah. <laughs> how about the diamondback terrapin mark bell told me the other day diamondback terrapins everywhere at one point now mm-hmm. can't find them yep 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 100 percent. all habitat destruction nothing but habitat destruction 100 percent on developers nothing to do with the pet trade at all yep mm-hmm. that's a fact that's you know it's just a fact yeah it's a fact but it's it's a lot easier to go to that giant berm and make it look like the boogeyman you know yep. than go into the guy in the nice tailored suit you know who's yep. very what well, that's yeah, uh, dude it's fucking ridiculous man yeah totally uh, benny hit with another super chat uh, not sure if I asked this before. When I go to Tinley, is there a booth that helps ship back your reptiles you purchase to your state? Uh, in case, in my case, Cali. Yes, absolutely. There's, there's actually two there. Yeah, you got to ship your reptiles there, and you've got reptiles to you. Actually, but, the other reptiles to you as well. Three. There you go. Bam. I so the last uh, October Tinley I was at, I was uh, helping some friends get some stuff shipped through shipping your reptiles, and uh, it was uh, Lucas and and all of them, and they they got a. Uh, an emerald tree boa so i gotta you know get this thing off the perch in the little container and get it in a bag and chad's looking at me like you're gonna get fucked dude <laughs> and i was like i looked at him i'm like chad i don't usually say this but if there's one thing mccurley taught me to do it's spin like a bitch so i don't bit <laughs> i hate getting bit i'll flat out tell you right now if the whole world's listening i hate getting bit and it rarely happens because I just do whatever I got to do to not get bit. I just hate it. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. I hate getting yeah, bit. I Can't stand it. I went up to Barchek's place. Fuck. It had to be 15 years ago and bought, I don't know, 30 carpet python babies, you know, from him. And, he, and they were anywhere up from babies up to, like, yearlings. Oh, yes. He was putting, he was putting them on these tiny little deli cups. Mm-hmm. I was just watching him get a <laughs> Every snake bit him probably 20 times. Uh, he did not flinch one time. He was just like, next. And I was like, I don't know how guys do that, man. I just. Yeah, no, man. Dude, another so another store at Pete's Plus, man. He We're looking at some boas and opens up this this six-foot rack. And I I called to him or something and distracted him, and this big seven foot boa just bam grabs Kevin's hand, and all I get out of Kevin is ooh, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin came in one time. It was me and Kevin. Uh, I think Dave Kaufman was there, but I'm not positive. I'm pretty sure we were in Minnesota, and we were doing something with, and there was a bunch of venomous experts with us. Like mm-hmm. the leading guy, like every snake bite that happens in the U.S., if there's an envenomation, this guy's called first. And I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he's a famous cat. And Sean Bush? No, 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 no. Older than him. And this, I guarantee Sean Bush like looks up to this guy. And I can't okay. think of his name. And, there, and so there was a couple dudes and like him that were there. And what we were doing is we were sort of – we wanted to see if that same fungus that's on the nose of the timbers mm-hmm. – that you guys find out by Kevin. Yeah. We wanted to see if it was in like the bluffs of the Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, or Wisconsin mm-hmm. border, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to see if it was there as well. And so we were looking for timbers and we had all these venomous, super heavy duty, like scientist type experts with us. And Kevin 
is there, and he's fucking like picking these things up mm-hmm. carefully. Yeah. To the point where I said, Kev, you're making me really fucking nervous. Can you yep. just like chill out a little bit? Like, I'm like getting worked <laughs> up, man. <laughs> but like, they were so calm with him. It was like so bizarre. He wasn't like free handling them, but he was like hitting them with the hook, you know, doing the doing the Irwin thing a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Them up. Anyway, so we were looking for this, and, the, and, and that fungus was there, man. That nose fungus, whatever the hell yeah, that man. is, was there. We were finding the same exact thing, which was really weird that animals in, you know, that area and all the way on the East Coast, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He was talking to us about that story. He was basically like the, the scientists were trying to say that he was spreading it and that it's all because he's out there looking at them. And then all of a sudden he pulls out this, you know, this snake that he's never encountered before. He's never gone herping out there before. And boom, there it is with the, with the fungus on it. Well, when you're getting it in Iowa and Minnesota and Wisconsin right there, you know, and he's never been there before. And these mm-hmm. fucking snakes have never been touched by anyone before. Mm-hmm. And they found it. It was very eye opening. And I saw the reactions from those guys and they were like, blown away you know so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah man it's it's fucking crazy there's man you know there's all there's one thing you can always say about kevin man when he's on to something it's dude it's on for him he's and he won't let motherfucker, it. dude like anybody that discounts that guy's intelligence like i'm not gonna say he doesn't make some bad choices there's things he does that i i've talked probably with him i said hey man i wouldn't have done that because no matter what you think the the, the optics of it are just not good yeah you know, that vet thing that went down and all that shit. I said, dude, the optics, you'll never win on that one. It doesn't, yeah. you're just not going to win that one. Yeah. And, uh, but he's smart, man. He's like, like, if I'm going on some team and I'm going to go against other guys, I'm, Kevin's my first draft choice. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Because he'll outsmart him and then he'll choke him out. So, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good old Kevin, man. Yeah, I <laughs> love I'm gonna. I'm, I'll be. I'll be actually out there next next week, going to visit him. Do some. Do oh, some... I gotta get out there one of these days. I haven't yet. I need to get out there. Oh um, yeah, dude. Just so busy, but yeah, that's that's bucket list for me is to get out there and visit him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Just be ready for insanity when you're when you're in his. I mean, I know you already know, but you know yeah. when, when you're at his playground, it's like everything because now his brain's totally like because he's on home ground. You know. Sure. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh, too fucking man. Um, I totally just drew a, drew a blank on what I was going to say next. Something else regarding, regarding Kevin. Uh, no, I was just going to say you should go out there last week of August, first week of September, because that's when baby copperheads and usually baby, oh, baby timbers yeah. are being born. So if you do some field herping out there, you can catch the babies right, right with the mother. It's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, maybe that'll be. So we got Animal Con coming up end of August. Yes, that's right. That's right. Go. So Animal Con is uh, Brian Barchek's um, creation. He came to Bob and I because Bob and I obviously do the show thing and said, hey, I, w- I got this idea for this show and I, I think it could be good. And um, he's like, I think you guys are the perfect partner for it because you do shows. And, 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 you know, we like the idea. I like the idea a ton. And I think there's 100% a place for it. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, the influencer thing is just so huge now. I mean, I know there's – it's funny because there's, like, a part of the reptile industry that just hates all those guys. Hates <laughs> them. Like, just like everything. There's just haters on everything. I don't. I said the other day, you know, 
one thing is you put a post up and I don't care what form, whether it's alcohol, food, travel, reptiles, cars, whatever it is, you get trolled to death by people that just, it's like people just want to be argumentative now. Like, I don't care what it is. Yeah, I think that's like somebody's like, oh, you're abusing that dog. That dog's, you know. Yep, I think that's the post I commented. Where I was like, I just like the snick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah. so. Anyway, we're we're, we're going to do this thing, and it basically going to be all the animal influencers from reptile, fish, mammal, everything, everything. Yeah. And people can come there, meet them, people that they like to watch on, you know, YouTube, TikTok, all the socials. And yeah. you have guys doing shows. I'm like, hey, how did I build my social? How did I get to be that at this point? How did I get to make? 35 grand a month on social media, blah, 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 blah. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a neat event, you know, and, and um, we've got some other ideas for the same exact concept, but outside the, the pet, outside the animal industry. Hell yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm super interested when, when I remember when Brian was first talking to me about uh, the idea of animal con, I was like, man, you know, it, it's interesting because social has been such a big part of the industry for the last I don't know, probably 10 years, yeah. really. You know, um, I'm amazed that it hasn't happened before then, but also I feel like Brian is the guy that, that would actually make it all. Yeah, you know? no, I think he's a great guy to do it. Um, you know, I know Brian's had his run-ins with the reptile industry and there's been that and, and whatever. I mean, whatever. Like, you know, that's all I can say on that. I was like, whatever. Brian is good for the industry far, far, far greater than any damage he could possibly have done. Yeah. But I'll, mm-hmm. That's what I'll say on that. So, but just put it yeah. to bed right now. Like if you, if you want to say, Oh, you know, he did this and he did that. He, his, the benefit to the reptile industry by bringing people in from outside the industry far out exceeds any damage he could do to us or has done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Yep. yep. A lot of people don't take that into consideration. They're just like, I didn't like this thing he did. And it's like, bro, yeah. if you only knew how many children I've met who've been like, I watch Snake Bites. I watch Emily from Snake Discovery. And it's like, 100%. bro, come on. 100%. Come on. Emily was at the last St. Charles show, mm-hmm. but she wasn't at the first one. The difference in the crowd, those two shows, incredible. She brought so many people in. And she does these weird things, right? You have to wear, like, like at, Sch- at Schaumburg last weekend, you had to wear a tie and be, like, X number of person to get to her booth to get this pin that she gave away. Yeah. I can't explain to you how many people were wearing these fucking crazy ties. Like, it's crazy. And so mm-hmm. yeah. the reptile industry has to realize you don't have to agree with everything these people are doing, any of them. They have a huge reach. And that's a benefit to our industry to reach people outside of our industry. You have to realize we're in an industry where 0.00001% likes what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like most people fucking would rather get drilled at the dentist than see a snake <laughs> up close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Yeah. And so when they reach out and they cross that bridge and reach these other people that then come to a show and go, oh, my God, this is incredible. Like, look at these leopard geckos. Look at these crested geckos. I'll start there. I'll never have a snake. Well, guess what? It's not long before they have a snake and a crested gecko mm-hmm. and a leopard gecko and on and yep. on and on. Nobody has one. It's like if you get one tattoo, you're going to buy a whole bunch of tattoos. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I think I remember- it's important, immensely important. Got another phone call. Oop, can you get another phone call? 
guys oh. back? Yep, we're back. back. Uh, yep. we're back. All right, lost you there. <laughs> but I think it's hugely important to embrace the influencers that are doing it in a positive way, bringing in people. I'm not saying every influencer. There's a couple jag bags out there right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. But overall, most people, you have the Dave Kaufmans, the Catalayas, the, the Snake Discoveries, Kevin, you know, Barcheck, on and on and on, that are really doing an incredible job of bringing people into our industry. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, last October Tinley that uh, you know, I think Emily's thing was that you wear a onesie or Dude, whatever. Yeah. Like I thought it was like a fucking thing. I was like, I thought it was like entourage. <laughs> I'm up there. I I didn't know her at the time and I didn't yeah. know she was doing that. Yep. And I'm like, man, do we got some kind of weird fuck crowd in here tonight? I'm like, this is crazy. Like all these people are wearing these fucking onesies. I was like, it was fucking bizarre. <laughs> Dude, oh my god! Walking, walking into that, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then you know who I felt bad for though was fucking Adam Chesla because he was wearing that zebra onesie to promote the zebra ball python project. Oh my god! Like, and then he's like, he's like, "What the fuck? This is so fun. dude." That's I, I had no idea about that, so I cannot wait to see him next. So I'm watching these people keep coming in, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then finally, like, it was like a couple young girls and their dad and their mom. And I was like, I said, hey, what's with these onesies? Like, I don't get it. And like, oh, Emily from Snake Discovery, we have to wear this and we get a pin. And I was like, oh, I thought it was like an entourage thing, you know, like with with Johnny Drama. I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Bro. Yeah, that was that was an interesting, interesting scene for for Tinley. I, I I think I've expected to see some crazy things happen at Tinley. I don't think I was expecting to see the mob of ones. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> she did a thing in in St. Charles where you had to wear a crazy hat, and then Schaumburg it was a tie, crazy ties, and then she's doing. I don't know a lot of the shit, but I I want to say Benjamin Button. Huh. That's the that's the thing for for Tinley. I think is that stripes? Is that some kind of stripe thing? I know. I might be no. way off. I might be fucking way off. But I'm pretty sure it's what she said. Something crazy like that. So she's doing some other crazy thing for Tinley. That's crazy. But That's I mean, crazy. my point of the whole thing is these people have an incredible reach. Mm-hmm. Most of them, most like high 90 percentile is doing the right thing that we would all agree with. They're bringing <laughs> droves of new people into the industry, which is what you always need. You always need new blood coming in. Yeah. Um, and, and it's beneficial. And I and I think with the show that we're gonna do with Brian, this Animal Con, I think what we can do is we can sort of bridge over to a bunch of new influencers that Bob and I are obviously gonna approach and try to get working for the entire reptile industry in general. Um, yes. whether it be the, the US ARC thing and, and all of that, uh sending out a clear message of, you know, all the issues that are going on and and, and all of that as well. And I, I think it could be an amazing thing. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think uh, I think this essentially giant meeting of the minds as far as the influencers yeah. go. I think this yeah. is, is vital, you know. Because every every sector of the pet industry is fighting animal rights. We're all fighting it. I mean, yes. mm-hmm. you know what's funny is like I always assumed the reptile would go down first because I always thought we were the smallest and the easiest to pick off because live rat, you know, live rats and live mice and just a, a lot of things that we you could easily were 
very often we're all fragmented into our own little groups and we don't care about the other groups because if it's not affecting me, I don't care. There was that. I thought, all right, they'll wipe out the reptile industry first. And then the last thing, the highest fucking fruit on the tree would be the, the dog and the cat. And man, they're annihilating dog and cat. They're annihilating them. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to, uh, to somebody the other day and they were talking about how uh, Pol- I think it was Poland uh just just went out and was talking about how uh, cats are a massive invasive species problem and people are like freaking out like yeah. no it's not real you know my cat is great and blah 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 and it's like cats are the worst problem there is by far exactly. yeah exactly. Them close yep exactly so yeah it's it's uh it definitely is interesting to see how much intense scrutiny is coming at dog and cat folks because yeah i i would assume have assumed the same thing you know like ah oh, they're like the untouchables yeah. All the way up there, but, but now they're, getting them, they're actually getting them early. If they get them, everybody else is so easy because yep. you know getting Rover people's you know family pet. That's a like I would I would have never thought they could even do it, and they're doing a really good job about it. So if they get dogs, everybody else is going to be gone within months. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a real it boils down to. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking real thing. So again, guys, fucking be supporting US Arc and and be be aware. Do some do some research. Yeah, like just do do a little bit of research. It's not that difficult. Yeah, you don't you have know. to be. We're not, I'm not asking anybody to be a sheep and just go because Brian Potter said I should support US Arc. I should just send money in. Go research. Do a little research. If if you don't figure it out in a day of research, then you're <laughs> clueless and helpless, and we can't help you. I mean, the writing's yeah. on the wall. Like we're under attack, and it's. It's every single day. PJAC as well. People don't know much about PJAC. Yeah, yep. um, Bob and I both uh, support PJAC heavily. Back in the day, it was Marshall Myers who was in charge of PJAC, who was a brilliant attorney. Mm-hmm. And he always said it would be invasives that would be the problem. Mm-hmm. And that yep. would be the attack that would win. And that's what we're finding in Florida right now. It's the invasive thing that they're using. Yep. A hundred percent. Damn. I haven't heard the name Marshall Myers in the, in quite incredible, incredible yeah. guy, man. He was always the attorney to the, uh, uh, I guess we'd call it the, what the Prince of Jordan. Mm-hmm. And one time Bob and I went out there to visit him and we walked into his office and he had that Komodo dragon painting that Tell did behind him on the wall. Mm-hmm. We're in this yeah. built, we're in this, one of these rooms at an attorney's office where there's like 15, 20 chairs, you know, at a long yep. table. And he was sitting at the head of the table and he gave us the little signal like that. And he said, come in. And we sat down quietly. And it was like that, that telephone thing in the middle of the room where he could speak and everybody could hear. And it was mm-hmm. the Prince of Jordan, some Jewish guy, mm-hmm. which, and somebody else, maybe a Palestinian. And he goes, they were talking and we just sat quietly and listened to this whole thing go down. And he goes, if the one guy knew the other guy was Jewish and he understood he was talking to this guy, they would have flipped out. Like it, it just, just like, almost like you're like on world politics stage listening to this incredible thing go down, you know? And then you realize that that same attorney is the attorney for the reptile for PJAC, you know, just, mm-hmm. just, just neat. Maybe it doesn't make sense to anybody else, but it was like, it was a, it was a moment that was kind of neat to see. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, it's impressive. Once you do that little bit of research and you start to understand like who's involved, it's impressive to see like the, the gambit of people that are oh, really yeah. involved in the levels PJ's that they're an incredible, incredible thing like that does a lot of heavy lifting for us art people don't realize yeah. that people have no clue because we don't talk much about it but pjack should be on your list if you're out donating money you need to donate some money pjack should be high on your list they do an incredible amount of work 
Yeah, 100%. Now it's not even called PJAC. Now it's some other shit. They had some name really? change. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to But anyway, look it up. Yeah. That's uh, They do a lot of heavy lifting as well. They help out a lot. They help out the reptile industry a lot more than the reptile industry helps them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, man. Okay. So we're oh. wrapping up our time. We're at our hour mark. <clears throat> oh, is he getting frozen again? <laughs> Got another phone call. Now it's now it's Kevin. No. <laughs> what do you say about me? <laughs> you back? There yeah, we're is. back. We're back. <laughs> I said that's Kevin calling him talking about what the fuck did you just say about me? <laughs> 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 oh man. Okay, so we're we're winding down our time. We we've passed our hour mark, which is totally cool. But Brian, before we let you go, we ask all of our guests one one final question. Um, and that question is, what in the realm of reptiles, be it something that you're doing uh, specifically or something that you've seen scouring the web, what in the world of reptiles has you excited about reptiles? Um, Something that I do that a lot of people don't even know is I have a big Gila monster collection, but it's not here. Mm. I, can't, I can't have them. So they're all, in, they're all kept in Florida um, at a friend's place, and he's working with them, and starting to get eggs right now for the season. So got a bunch of eggs on the ground, some of the incubators, some more coming. That's my, like, that's my favorite reptile. The thing that I get the most, like every time I see one, I'm just like, that's like the coolest. It blows mm-hmm. my mind. I just, I love Gila yeah. monsters. Hell yeah. I man. love Gila's too. They're so incredible. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah. When I went to Utah, we saw two wild ones. It was just insane. Just like walk up and boom, there's a Gila monster just trucking right along. They're so rad. Like, you know, Bob lives in Portal, Arizona. Jeff G like lives right down the road from them. And uh, both Jeff and all his friends and Bob, like, like literally the last probably three, four weeks have been posting pictures of Gila monsters everywhere. It's crazy. Damn. Uh. If you want to <laughs> see them, that's the place to go. Yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So those are my that's those awesome. are my favorite. If you ask me what my favorite reptile is, that's it. And I live in the yeah. shit state of Illinois, so I can't have them. <laughs> Dang. It's a bummer. Dang. All right. If uh people want to find more out more about uh NARBC shows or about uh your shop, where should they look you up? Uh for the shows, it's reptileconference.com or narbc.com. Uh, for the shop, it's ChicagoReptileHouse.com or .net. We're .net. Somebody fucking grab my site. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I'd love to see everybody at the show. You know, if you, if you see me at the show and you know who I am and whatever, and you come up, say hello. I, I You know, I always love talking to people. And if you got a gripe or you want to say that, you know, say good things or bad things. Come up and let me know how you feel, and I have no problem talking about it. Hell yeah, man. We look forward to seeing you. I'm, I'm excited to head out to Tinley in October, so I'm pumped. Are you guys going to broadcast from the show or what? We should. We, we totally. Should. I, like, I don't know why more guys don't do that. I, I keep talking about putting together like a uh, like a studio, so to speak, like a cordoned off area. Yeah. Where you could bring people up and have guests and do interviews, and it would all be from the same area. There'd be like a, maybe like a studio audience type thing. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Brad didn't Cusco do that like uh, one year. He might, yeah, but I think I think he did inside, like because they the free, they're in the like, like, wedge where the room sort of turns. Yeah. There's that yep. pie shaped section of the show. I think yeah. right in there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, that would, dude, that would actually be really cool to do. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm totally Thanks. down for it. anything you guys want from us as far as like space or something to do. That, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're down. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. in. Let's do it. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Cool, man. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time and hanging out and chatting with us, man. This this was fun, yeah. and uh, I'm sure I'll probably see you at Animal Con and definitely see you at Tinley, dude. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Hope everybody that was listening and enjoyed it wasn't a waste of time. I appreciate it. Hell yeah, we appreciate <laughs> you, man. Hell yeah, man. Take care. Have a good night, guys. Take you care. too. Thank you.